Hannah Kim. And I'm Johnny, and welcome to Even the Little Things podcast. Yes, today we actually have a very special guest joining us for today's episode. Hi, my name's Estelle. I am the owner of Ethica, a small sustainable clothing store. I'm really happy to be here to speak to you guys today. Yes, we are so excited for Estelle, uh, the founder of Ethica, to join us today. So, if that sounds interesting, please stick around. Before we start, we just remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just to talk about the big and even the little things teens go through. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. guys welcome back to another episode of even little things as we said in the intro we have a very special guest um estelle she's the founder of ethica and she's here to talk about her brand and sustainability and just everything in between um so yeah estelle do you want to kind of introduce yourself yeah of course thank you so much um so my name is estelle i'm 20 years old i'm from an hour outside of new york city and i started this brand over quarantine because you know what else was i supposed to do when you know isolated from everyone so my brand is circular fashion brand stemming from the idea of a circular economy which instead of things being taken from the planet made into a product and then that product being discarded A circular economy talks more about keeping that item in circulation until it's completely, you know, done. And then possibly being turned into something else Then after it's been turned into something else, being disposed of in an eco-friendly way so that we don't have, like, a huge Pacific garbage patch or a landfill that's overflowing. So the circular fashion industry that I'm trying to promote and create stems from, you know, keeping all these clothes out of the landfill because we do have one truckload of clothing going into landfill per second so you can have such a huge impact from just shopping secondhand. Wow I actually did not know that fact that's actually really interesting and I feel like I also don't know like too much about like sustainability and things like that so I'm hoping to learn a bit more um ask you a couple questions um but another question I have just before we get into all of that is like what do you like to do in your free time um besides uh this brand well honestly it's super fun for me to be on tiktok because i am right now my in my hometown and all my hometown friends are college so i'm pretty much by myself which has honestly given me a huge opportunity to like promote myself and grow my personal brand on instagram and tiktok as well so in my free time i definitely like to make tiktoks for the brand and then like for myself as well it's a fun little entertaining thing that's great. Um, Dwani, do you have any personal questions before we get into the more business sustainability questions? Um, I don't, but like, how do you like New York? Because it's somewhere that I've always wanted to go. Oh, the city? It's so yeah. cool. I'm obsessed with it. I am not a, a city girl by any means, but I love going because it's just an hour away so I can hop on a train and then I have a few friends in the city and obviously um because of corona things haven't been like as they once were but it's really really awesome to just be surrounded with so many different types of people and like there's always something that you'll never expect it's definitely 
definitely should be on your to-do list to visit New York. Yeah, and um, another thing, um, before we started recording, she was telling us that she's like on a gap year. So like, what's that kind of been like for people? Like, what do you what do you want to say about gap years? Uh, I would definitely say take a gap year if you're especially if you don't feel like you're ready to go to college. I know some people are, you know, younger and our society really pushes people to go right away. And but honestly, like, this is the last chance you have to really explore your interests without having, you know, someone to report to, whether that be a professor or a boss for the rest of your life until you retire. So I would say, take that gap year, explore your interests, and you never know where life will lead you. Because this gap year has completely changed the trajectory of my life in such a positive and impactful way. So I am very pro gap year. Take a gap year. Um, okay, so that's just kind of a little bit about like Estelle. Um, um, so now I think we should talk more about, you know, your company and your brand and everything. So the first question I have is, why did you decide to start um, Ethica? Well, honestly, I had been doing a lot of research during quarantine about climate change. And I stumbled upon facts about fashion. And I don't even remember when it was or what made me really think, oh my gosh, this is actually insane. Like I'm having such a huge impact through, cause I've thrifted most of my clothing for the past five years, six years. So, and I didn't really know that, wow, I'm actually having a huge impact. I'm saving thousands of years worth of drinking water from just secondhand clothing. Um, so that really just flipped a switch in my brain. And I was like, we need to educate people and make this a larger on a larger scale. And so I became like a donation center for people to donate their clothes. It was just it was just a very interesting experience. You know, I'm also super passionate about climate change. I am definitely someone who has climate anxiety. And a lot of people, when they have climate anxiety, are super paralyzed. Like, I have a meltdown about climate change at least once a week. But um, knowing that I'm doing something and inspiring people and educating people makes calms me. So instead of make my anxiety paralyze me it's just it's made me move to action and try to inspire others to move to action too because it's when it comes to climate change it's all of us or none of us so we really have to you know get moving that is amazing I haven't thrifted much before but I would love to thrift a lot um and what was the process like starting Ethica um well I obviously had to apply for a business license and like an IRS tax number and do all this like professional things and business grown up things that I've never even thought of before. Um, I had to, you know, set up the website, but the fun part about starting the business was unlike other businesses where you do a plan, I really had no plan. I just kind of went right into it, which is kind of, you know, interesting on my end because it was more of a started out as more of a passion project you know I had no idea that I would actually enjoy doing this and like enjoy what I was learning about and but the fun part was to start I literally started DMing people on Instagram asking for them to donate their clothes to Ethica instead of larger chain thrift stores so it was super funny because like I met one of my really good friends now through Instagram DMs because she was one of the first people to donate to my brand 
So you never know where life is going to take you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with that. Like when we first started podcasting, we would just kind of text a bunch of different um, podcasters. And now they're some of our closest friends. And I, it's so much fun. Like I know people are like, don't talk to internet on the street. Uh, sorry, don't talk to internet. Don't talk to strangers on the internet. Um, and I mean, that's like a basic true principle. But there's so many like amazing people you can meet. Um, online with like your same interests and everything and I just think that is that's just like so, so fun and every time every time we talk to people who come on this podcast with initiatives or brands they always say that they always say they made so many friends and met so many people so honestly that's so awesome um before we go on like I just want to like clarify for our listeners so like Ethica is like um a sustainable like thrift thrifted shop so people like thrift you their clothes and you um sell it online Yes, so it's a circular fashion brand. So stemming back, going back to the circular fashion topic, it's about normalizing secondhand, making people invest in their clothing and like really think about, okay, do I need to buy this? Because sustainability isn't only about if the product is sustainable, it's is the purchase sustainable? Is it going to last me a long time or am I just going to wear this once and throw it out? Because, you know, people don't think about their purchases in the long run and we really have to switch over to we need a revolution of consciousness when it comes to sustainability in our society so I'm trying to also do that at the same time as promote circular fashion that is really interesting and why did you choose the name Ethica um I I think I don't really remember I it either came to me in a dream or I just <laughs> removed the L from ethical I think both. I think it was a combination because I was like thinking of what should the name be for a couple weeks and then it just like, you know, just kind of implanted in my brain. Mm, I love that. Um, we had like coming up with our podcast name. It was a nightmare. It was like an absolute nightmare. And we are like the worst people to come up with names. We were just sitting there and like with the notes app open and we like came up with a bunch of cringy names that I have saved now to like make fun of us later because it is just, it's so bad the things we came up with. Um, and I know it's just the oh, reject. That's so funny. Yeah. The reject names are just horrible. Um, so yeah. And that's interesting that it came to you in a dream. Um, I've definitely um, dreamt some stuff up, some stuff that's, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. So I know what that's like. Um, so now I have like a more, uh, some more questions, um, obviously. Um, so how do you sustain a trendy slash exciting wardrobe without relying on fast fashion? So I have not bought fast fashion in a pretty long time. I think like two years. Um, so I pretty much thrift all my items and I was actually, this is one of my favorite things to talk about, like making your wardrobe trendy, but also timeless because they can exist in the same, you know, hemisphere right. versus people tend to separate them. But there is an intersection. Finding it is kind of hard. But once you figure out what your style is. So this past year, I've spent a lot of time with clothing, obviously. So I've seen a bunch of different clothes. I've been able to really, like, create a capsule wardrobe that is tailored to my style that I will love for a really long time. But, all, but similarly, if you look at my clothes regardless of the trend, I can somehow make the trend work, like, because mm -hmm. of the color schemes or the fit of the clothes. So I would suggest for people to find a bunch of basics 
that they really like that are good quality that they think are going to last them a few you know a few years like a long time and then sprinkle in a few trendy pieces because I feel like a lot of people especially with access to places like Shein will spend two hundred dollars <laughs> on trendy pieces and that's yeah. like 20 items of clothes because actually I have no idea what their prices are now but that's a lot of clothes that you're probably going to wear once and there's probably not even enough time for you to wear them twice in the season because you have so many of them. So like one or two statement pieces that are trendy, but that that aren't so trendy where they'll like end in the bottom of your closet at the end of the season where you can somehow implement it into a next into like a couple more seasons. So there's a way to make it work. It's just you have to tap into a more creative side. <laughs> I definitely have to figure out that balance because like I see like fashion sometimes and like I like it but I don't buy it and like by the time like I'm gonna buy it it's like people don't wear it anymore and so I feel like that's a really good tip um trends move so fast so that's why I would like really really suggest people to not buy into trends ever and also unfollow fashion influencers that are just pushing you to buy things that are trending because by the time you hit like Mm -hmm. purchase by the time it gets to your door it's already out of style because they've engineered the fashion industry to have 52 micro seasons per year. That's one season <laughs> per week. So there's no way to be in style for very long unless you're continually buying things and over-consuming and creating, like, a lot of pollution. Um, so make the trends fit you is another thing. Because, for example, long dresses and long skirts are in this spring and summer. And pastel colors... Like, all the long skirts and dresses in stores that I've seen and, like, on TikTok are pastel. I, personally, I have one pastel item, and it it's not, like, I'm obsessed with it, but it, it was thrifted, and I got it before. I got it, like, in the last summer. So, I wanted to make the trend fit me, so I got a really cool long dress. It's dark navy, and it doesn't really fit the trend, but I can still have a long dress. Just so it fits my style instead of me fitting the trend, which is an interesting concept. Yeah, that's like a great way to put it, because I feel like a lot of times when I talk to my friends, I'm like, you know, I keep hearing a lot about, you know, you know, fast fashion and trying to be more sustainable and um, pushing more like secondhand clothing. And I that's like, it's so great. And I and we keep hearing it like pushed and like, we should be doing that. And um, that's something we should be doing. But I hear a lot of my friends being like, Oh, but it's so cute. Like all this fast fashion is so cute. And it's so cheap. And we can we can do it in like an easier way when we just when we just buy this, like, how much are we really, like, hurting the planet and things like that? So, like, what do you have to say to people who kind of say that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, well, um, fast fashion is easy and fast fashion is cheap and that's the only way I can really do it and it's also cute. And then also kind of, like, like what's, like, for people who don't know what fast fashion is, like, kind of, like, what is that? So fast fashion was coined in 1990 because Zara started just pushing out so many different pieces I think they put out I think so Boohoo puts out 800 new styles per day of clothes Um, so it's fast it's basically the idea behind fast fashion is they see it on the runway or like a major big designer doing it and they literally replicate it overnight and put it and push it out into stores so that people can get that like look 
for super cheap. But the reason it's so cheap is because someone's not getting paid, and that's the garment workers. A lot of these big brands have not paid their garment workers. 77% of garment workers throughout the pandemic has not have not had enough money to feed their families. So those, like, that, it's a huge human, re- um, human rights violation uh, that is, like, swept under the rug other than, like, climate change. Um, but... For people who think that, like, fast fashion is the only way to be accessible to, like, trends and stuff, it's really not because I, my friends have bought things from Zara and I have literally taken that as a trend to go into a thrift store and find something exactly the same. Um, Mm -hmm. So it is super, as long as you have a thrift store, and if you don't have a thrift store, you have eBay, you have Depop, you have Ethica that you can go and look for these you know, trends and items on. So in my book, I understand why people shop fast fashion because that's the only thing that, like, people, a lot of people know. But I think that we really need to make a change because if, if we don't change, the system's not going to change. And, like, we can't put all of the blame onto corporations and government because obviously that is, like, really important. But who controls the government? These corporations control the government. And who controls the corporations? our money. Every single time you buy something from a store, you're voting that that is what they're doing, that their brand is okay. Like, these fashion companies are blatantly depriving us of a future. You can't see it now, but we'll see the effects in 10, 15 years, and you're voting for us to not have a future. You're voting for our children to not have a future, like, on a livable planet, and I don't, I think that, like, when people put it in that perspective, it's it's kind of hard to deny that, because it's Mm. the facts. Every single pair of jeans is wasting 10 years of drinking water. So, like, when you put it in perspective, there's there's really no excuse <laughs> in my book, but I understand. I definitely agree. Like, before, I used to think, like, fast fashion was, like, the only choice because that was, like, the cheapest choice. But then, obviously, I didn't, like, know much about thrifting. And I just feel like... and. Like, recently, like, about Sheen and stuff, like, so many articles came out and, like, people were talking about it. And just to find out, like, how underpaid they are or, like, not paid at all. And they make children and all these other people work. And just to find out the horror and, like, the conditions that they work in are also horrible and the way that they're treated. So I definitely think that, like, changing that mindset is very important because... And also, sorry. You can go ahead. Well, (laughs) I'd, like, also, I don't feel, like... There's one thing like buying, because I have, I stressed this on my TikTok. Like, I made a TikTok that was like, oh, when you buy one fast fashion item instead of 10, and then people can do hard things, you know, that sound. Because people are used to overconsuming fast fashion because it's so cheap, but like, even just decreasing your consumption helps so much. Because um, I don't want people to feel guilty for relying on these companies when like we don't have control over their like, brand ethics you know we are just people but I think it's super important for because I've gotten a lot of comments on my TikTok when people obviously know um that they can you know spend their money elsewhere and they have the money to do so people who are doing $900 Shein hauls then when they're saying stuff that is kind of like ignorant it's really frustrating on my end because it's like our future is in your hands it's in my hands it's also in your hands and like you're choosing our future reality so so um, another question I have is, are there any um, brands that are like more mainstream that um, 
you that you that you support um that people might know of so they can kind of start there um if they want to so brands that are more mainstream that like are sustainable are really expensive Mm -hmm. so like for me I can't afford to shop like sustainable from like reformation Mm-hmm. or from Wolven, but if you want to shop at Wolven, use my code EPHICA for 20% off. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, like, it's it's totally a catch-22. These brands are so expensive, but they really have no choice to be expensive because the materials are so expensive because there's not really, you know, it's economics, it's supply and demand. So um, if your listeners are able to afford these, like, higher prices to invest in their wardrobe so that you can make it last longer and in in turn, we will have less pollution and less waste from production. Definitely start investing in your wardrobe. It's super important. But as far as brands for like people like me, I, I would just say thrift because you can find insane deals from thrifting, on, even online from Depop to Epica to eBay. Um, just, you know, and it's hard. I mean, it's not hard, but at the beginning, it was difficult because you don't really know where to start looking. So that's like what I'm also trying to like help people with how they can, you know, find deals and stuff on these platforms. Because at first, it's kind of difficult to change your mindset when it's literally so accessible to just go on a website like um, not Zara, because that website is not um, very good. Apparently, I keep reading that in the TikTok comments. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so how often do you recommend that we should buy clothes and donate clothes? Um, in my opinion, I don't really know how to quantify it, but I love shopping for clothes. Like that is something I love doing, but I have to suppress those, you know, urges because... (laughs) I I already have like everything I have I need and everything I need I already have. So I think when you're shopping just buy less and when you buy less you end up buying what you actually like. So then you can start to like cultivate a style that's unique to you and in turn that style is more sustainable because it will last longer because you genuinely love it and you're dressing for yourself. So I'm not really sure how to quantify how often people should shop, um, but like definitely decrease the quantity and uh, quantity. Qu- Oops, I just said that. Decrease the quantity of like your purchases and then the amount you're purchasing as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Really, it's, it's totally fine. Us too. I mean, I blank out all the time. Okay. And um, is it? I'm not really, I mean, that kind of, like, didn't answer your question. I just don't have, I don't have a way to quantify it. No, that's good. That's a good answer. Fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sustainability is, everyone can do sustainability differently, whether or not you can, like, afford to shop at Reformation. Reformation is, like, one of the only, like, is the sustainable brand that comes to my mind just because I've seen it everywhere so many times. But, um... Not everyone, it's definitely not accessible to everyone because of the price point. So, but you don't have to buy from a sustainable brand in order to be sustainable. You can buy from a brand that makes really good, nice clothes. Like, I don't really, I don't know the difference between the fast fashion brands, but, and I'm not endorsing fast fashion in any way, but if you can only afford fast fashion prices, 
which thrift store prices can be, but if you only afford fast fashion prices, like if you just buy things that you really love that you're going to have for a really long time and don't go back there for a couple of years, then that's a sustainable purchase. You know, it's just like the problem is people who go back all the time who live in the malls. Like when I was in middle school, me and my friends would just go to the mall and go shopping for fun because that was the only thing we had because we were in the middle of nowhere. So it's like just about changing that mindset and like educating the masses on what those trips are actually doing to our planet and our future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Delani and I would go to the mall like every weekend. We wouldn't necessarily like buy things every single weekend, but sometimes we would. And, um, you know, we would go to like all the usuals, you know, American Eagle, Abercrombie, um, Pink, Victoria's Secret, like all those places. Um, and I know they definitely don't like, they definitely contribute to that um, fast fashion and non-sustainability and, and things like that. And I also know that there's a couple brands that I, I'm not even sure if they are sustainable, but they're just super expensive. So it's like you're doing two of the worst things. You're spending so much money um, and you're also just like contributing to like horrible things to our planet. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's like almost depressing, too, because that's like our world. You know, it's the systems mm -hmm. and we didn't create these systems. We were just put into it which is why it's super difficult to talk about it and like introduce people to the topics because it is, you know, changing people's reality that they grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, but we need that change in order to, you know, sustain our planet, which matters in the long run a lot more yes. than people's, you know, contentness in the moment. In my opinion, this is just yeah. my opinion, but I'd rather have a livable planet than, you know, people who, <laughs> who like shopping be happy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there's like um, so many people that just like don't believe in like trying to become more sustainable or don't believe that like there's climate change or that our you know, our world needs some little bit of saving here. Um, yeah. And so like, I feel like I definitely know what you say where it's like it's hard to change people's mind. It's hard for people to really think about like where they are spending their money um, because there are places that are not like that expensive or, you know, and people just like spending their money there and they just like shop because they are like loyal customers or whatever. I think that's like uh, the best way I could put it. And it's definitely hard to change people's mind, especially um, with, I mean, because I think the internet really contributes to um, people wanting to be more sustainable. But then I think that the internet also contributes to people with more fast fashion because there are like day, like on TikTok, I will see a new trend every day. And people are like, buy this corset from this company or buy these socks or, you know, buy this new dress or whatever. And it's like, oh, I want to, I want to buy that too. Right. But then the next video is like, let's be more sustainable. So it's, it's, it's very hard to, um, differentiate sometimes and really not feed into that um consumer culture yeah totally it's it's definitely um, exercising your brains differently <laughs> yeah um so I think that kind of leads into my next question which is just like how do you remain sustainable with the consumerist culture we live in um I so to begin with I mean it's obviously difficult just because capitalism the drive behind it is making people feel like they're not enough like they're you know you need to buy this in order to look better and you know be more popular and have better instagram pictures so <laughs> um i don't know just like remembering my mission as like because this is what i'm dedicating my life to but um 
And then also something I did before I even knew that was just unfollow a bunch of influencers that I was following because they're always promoting stuff and it's stuff that you don't need. And like, obviously it's their livelihood and that's how they make money. But, you know, you don't need that, especially if you're trying to be more sustainable. The first thing I would uh, suggest is just unfollow these influencers who are going to make you, you know, make like purchase from all these uh, companies who are not, who are putting profit before people and planet. Um, but yeah, that's like the number one thing I would suggest for people who are like just getting into this journey because social media has an insane pull on like the overconsumption culture. And it's honestly kind of hard when like there are advertisements of things that you could totally see yourself in yeah. and like, yeah. And like saying no to them, that's so difficult, but you know, it's, it's just about exercising that muscle because it's a brain, your brain's a muscle. And if you can train it to say no to advertisements and say no to these you know, urges to shop and consume, then, like, you're golden. And I'm still working on that, you know? Every day's a battle, but we're getting closer to, you know, being able to say no more. Definitely. Like, I like I really want to get into fashion, and so I do look at big influencers sometimes because they're, like, the ones that pop up the most. And, like, their style, I'm like, well, I really want that. Well, I want that, too. And then you find out, like, they shop. Or, like, most of the times they get sponsored by these fast fashion companies. And so sometimes you feel like, oh, well, I want to look like them or I want to be like them. So you have to, like, purchase. And so I just think, I agree, that's a huge, like, mindset thing and trying to say no. And I haven't, like, shopped in a year because, obviously, I've just stayed home and I don't really need clothes. But I definitely think that once everything opens up, I will look into sustainable fashion. Um, yeah, and, it was- and it's fun. Like, definitely hit up a thrift store and just, like, see what calls out to you. Because whenever I go to the thrift store, things literally call out to me. I'll walk in and it'll, like, be my perfect size and it'll be perfectly in my, like, style that I didn't even know that was my style. I'm like, oh my god, this is perfect. Oh my god. And you're not going to have that. I mean, I never had that same experience when I was shopping in a mall because um, I guess, like, my whole life, I tried to conform as far as fashion went because, you know, I wanted to look like everyone else. I wanted to fit in. Um, I was insecure and everything, but I literally have never been more confident than now when I actually have my own sense of style and my own, you know, I get to express myself through my clothing. I've never been more confident before. So I I would really suggest like to you guys, to listeners, find your own style identity and really stick to it. That's like going to be more sustainable in the long run. It's going to be better for your wallet. So, and uh, the great way, a great way to get into it is thrifting because you have no idea what you're going to find there. Definitely. I am very excited to go thrifting once COVID is over. And with that, I wanted to ask, like, um, how do you avoid taking clothes that people need while thrifting, like if you can afford to? Because I know a lot of people were saying, well, thrifting is for um, people who like actually can't afford clothes or like they're for lower income. So like, how do you maintain that while also like sustainable fashion? Well, to start, like 85% of clothes that get donated to thrift stores end up you know, in the landfill. So you're not really taking from anyone. And like, if thrift stores are raising their prices because more people are shopping, it's just because thrift stores are greedy. It's not your fault for shopping there. I'm just going to put that out there to the listeners because it's, it's capitalism. It's like, you're doing what you can, but definitely just not over thrifting because you can over thrift, but, but you can't at the same time. Um, but you know, like maybe go in with a list of what you need and stick to it so that you're not, you know, consuming unnecessarily because that in and of itself isn't sustainable. 
yeah does that does that answer your question um what is a step um you suggest everyone take to live more sustainably um like and then like also like what's like the first step because I think I definitely have not been living a life that is very sustainable I think I mean I'm gonna admit it like I I think I am still contributing to fast fashion I think and I think I'm still like doing to contributing to all this stuff so like what's like What's like the first step you, you you would suggest people taking? Like where where do you see that? Um, well, for me, I'm like all so Instagram really influences me, like my interests and stuff. Like I, I use Instagram not to follow I mean, I love following my friends and following people I know, but I do um love like educational posts and like things about what is going on with the climate and stuff. So and like nature pictures and everything. So to get into sustainability, I feel like a good way is to connect with nature. So whether that's actually going out into the in outside, but a lot of people live in cities. So if you just follow a bunch of nature accounts, I follow hashtag nature. I follow like Earth, follow a bunch of nature accounts. I follow a bunch of sustainability influencers. I follow a bunch of climate change accounts. And that honestly has really like you, you can't escape it. And it's like they're not. They're like, oh, good news for the environment. Like, what's Good News Tuesday, one account has. So it really, like, makes you feel hopeful for the climate thing. But then it also, like, gives you a community of people who are, like, invested in this. And you get inspired from their, you know, their work that they're doing. They're also dividing, they're devoting their life to this. And before I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to devote my life to sustainable fashion. Um, I was really inspired by people who were already doing it and just seeing like the impact they were having, the community they were forming. So definitely number one, unfollow the unsustainable influencers, follow the sustainable influencers. And then number two, like literally just buy less, like buying less is gonna like have such a huge impact for you. And then it's also benefiting you because you're gonna have more money. (laughs) Yeah. So um, besides like shopping for clothes, what's something um, else we can do to be sustainable besides like um, changing our clothes shopping habits? Like, is there anything with like makeup we can do to be more sustainable? Is there anything with like household products? Um, There are, there are some, Clean Cult is one. They haven't sponsored me yet, but I really want them to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They have, and it's fun because they send you a bottle and then they send you these little tablets and it's like plastic free and you just put the tablets in a bottle and add water to it so that you're not like using a new plastic bottle every time you need hand soap or dish soap or you know disinfectant spray so that's really cool um there's just like a bunch of really cool products you can get and obviously like the most sustainable thing you can do is to use what you already have so once you finish your soaps and maybe invest in that soap type um but you know also, meatless Mondays, one one day a week without meat is pretty feasible for people. And then going from there, you know, meatless Mondays and Tuesdays and like seeing how far you can go or like switching to plant based. Um, that's like a good, you know, way to ease into it because we don't need this is not my quote, but I love saying it. We don't need like a bunch of a small amount of people doing sustainability perfectly. Mm-hmm. We need everyone to be doing it imperfectly. We need everyone to like being imperfectly perfect humans. Not imperfectly perfect humans. They're no perfect, but imperfect humans. <laughs> Everyone to be imperfect in order to, you know, have a huge impact and like show the government, show these corporations that we care. 
Um, so like, what was your first step? Like, how did you um, get into sustainability? Like, did you just hear about it and like start doing it? Or were you just yeah. kind of? Well, it was thrifting. I, I've been thrifting for a really long time. I've been thrifting since like middle school. So, but I didn't know what I was having, like the impact I was having. And then eighth grade, I learned about um, climate change from my teacher. He kept like bringing it up. And then junior year, I took environmental science and my teacher was crying about climate change. And I was like, what? Why are you crying? I was so confused. But now I cry about climate change. But um, like, so I've kind of been introduced to it throughout my life. And then I also, when I was like in elementary school, was a part of Eco Kids, which, because I live in the woods. So I've like, and had like sustainable sandwich wrappers when I was in fourth grade. So I've kind of been introduced to it my whole life, which I'm really, really fortunate to you know, that's something that, like, Eagle Kids, that's not something that a lot of people have growing up. Um, so I've I'm been very lucky to have that. But that was, like, my first step. It's kind of just, like, been ingrained in, like, my life. And then I just took it a step forward to be like, hey, it's so easy. Like, it's my whole life. So you guys can do it, too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Um. What is your favorite part about being a sustainable brand? I love it because like there's like I'm really trying to form a community and I love like interacting with people who also support the mission and just hearing how many people are thinking differently because of the work I'm doing because this isn't easy it's it's like hard it's also it's time consuming but then it's also like emotionally hard because I have to learn like all these facts about what's happening with the planet and like you know that's a lot it's really heavy for me to carry but it's really it makes it worth it when people dm me or comment and say like you know I'm so glad this exists like I'm happy that someone's taking the step you know um or thanks for teaching this because I didn't know this before things like that it just makes me feel like everything you know is worth it and if I can change the mindset of two people and they can change the mindset of two people and it keeps going on it's a huge like domino effect and hopefully hopefully the effect is big enough in order to you know create the change that is so desperately needed and then as like a business owner, if someone wanted to do something like this or just wanted to start something similar, what would you like, what advice would you give them? Um, well, just definitely make sure you're passionate about it. Like I would wrap, like you should definitely do what you're passionate about. And if you're going to start something, make sure you care about it because if you don't care about it, when it gets really hard, you're going to probably not continue um but yeah so I don't know is that is that a good answer yeah yeah um definitely I think it's like important that you don't do this as like a trend kind of thing because I know a lot of people I know um just kind of take it as kind of like a trend like oh it's cool and quirky and cute to be like sustainable but it's like it's not that it's like we have to be doing it um for the betterment of our planet and it's not something that's cute and quirky and cool I mean it is yeah. cute and cool no, it is. It's so um, fun. but it's not but, like a, yeah. it's not like a trend kind of thing it's not like eh, we're gonna do this for like fun and like yeah 
I'm I'm nervous for when you know because right now it is a trend. I'm that's why I'm really honing on the why, the why, the why behind the company because you know when it's not a trend anymore, we want to have people still interested in shopping secondhand because why? Because like Harper, Harper Boz, have you heard of that? Um, I don't know how to. Bizarre, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <First> bizarre. <laughs> they, they said they coined circular fashion as a shopping concept that could save our planet. So I'm like serious. Like we need everyone needs to stop shop like start shopping circular and like stick to the why so that this trend doesn't go away and it becomes the norm. We have to make it the norm. Um okay. And then going back to what you said about um unfollowing um influencers who kind of um push that kind of like fast fashion kind of stuff and things like that um and consumer culture um who are some influencers that you personally follow like endorse that don't do that um I like climate diva she's like funny and she has like really funny content that's actually really educational about like how the climate crisis started and like everything as well as um climate uh, like not not eco-friendly companies that you could follow she so obviously me I I am trying to be an influencer so follow my personal Instagram Estelle.Vavine yeah um, and then there is Soulful Seeds she's another like she's more focused on the climate aspect as well and she also talks about like um, clothing and has like a good news Friday Instagram reel thing she does every Friday which is really fun um, but if you go onto the Ethica Instagram, basically everyone we follow is um, either climate change account or climate influencer. Oh, okay. I <laughs> just asked her. <laughs> um, so one of our listeners asked, they swiped up and they asked, like, where do you find sustainable athletic clothes or, um, you know, like subgenres of clothes, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, do you, do you know any great places? Yeah. So actually, so Wolven, the company I mentioned before, they are an athletic, I'm assuming this was a woman who asked, but they're an yeah. athletic, uh, gear company and they have really, really cute items. Their tops are, you can wear them four ways. So they're reversible and like you can flip them backwards and turn them inside out and you can wear them. Um, and then Girlfriend Collective. And then also if you go on this website called Good On You, they have a directory of a bunch of sustainable brands and they're rating. And then they also have discount codes on there. So, um, And then kind of finally, um, where where can our listeners find you? Where can we um, find you, you personally, your, um, your brand? Um, how can we support you? Um, so... The socials for Ethica are Ethica NYC, and my personal is Estelle.Vavine. It's all over the Ethica, like, page, so it's kind of hard to miss. Um, <laughs> but the way, yeah, the best way to support us is to, you know, if you see a post that you really like, share it to your story, get your friends involved, share it to your friends, comment, let, let, save them, because that helps the algorithm. Just really, like, because obviously it's small business, I can't, you know, put money into advertising to get it out there so it's really we're really depending on our community to help us get the word out about the brand so that's the best way to support at this time and then also you know shop <laughs> um so in, in 
Uh, sorry. Oh my gosh. In terms of um, shopping, um, do you have any um, launches right now that people might want to be might are interested in? Yeah, we actually have two collections live on the site. One of them is like more green and neutral tone, and one of them is um, more pastelly in spring. And um, soon, I'm putting up a lot of clothing, like in these things called the bargain bins as we're moving product out to welcome a lot of new things in. That's great. Um, do you have any like final things you want to say to our listeners or anything about sustainability or anything about yourself um, that you want to say? Um, well, number one, if you have any questions for me personally, like feel free to DM me. I would love to have a conversation. And just, you know, the future is in our hands. So... You know, it's super important to hold each other accountable and make smart decisions because that decision, everything has its equal and opposite, like every action has its equal and opposite reaction. So, you know, it's all of us or none of us when it comes to climate change, which is scary, but it's true. And I hope that with your choices to switch to shopping secondhand, we can really have an impact on our society and world and really show older generations that like we're serious we care you know that's so great um i mean i think i learned a lot during this um talk duani did you do you feel like you learned a lot yeah definitely and thank you for coming on here because i I did not know this much like by in like the 40 minutes that we've been talking I have learned so much and I will definitely reduce the amount of fast fashion to like zero if I can and shops is sustainable <laughs> so thank you so much for teaching us about it it was very interesting and good to know thank you for having me I really enjoyed this and I'm happy that you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so much fun. If you want to come and do this again and share more facts and more information and get more people involved, we would love to have you. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for coming. And that was our episode with Estelle. Um, we hope you enjoyed this special episode and make sure to go check out um, Ethica. We will um, we'll try to put some links somewhere so you can go check out the website and we'll definitely tag their Instagram on our Instagram when this episode comes out. So you can go check them out and make sure to give them a follow. Give Ethica and Estelle a follow. Definitely. Thank you for coming again. And our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about even the little things, it's us too. Hope you'll join us next time. Bye.